Hello and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and chemistry whiz Ellen Fidian is talking about pulsars so bright you need sunglasses to see them. With yours truly, Dr. Sophie Calabretto, applied mathematician and fluid mechanist whose mother used to drive a different kind of pulsar. So, astronomers have found the brightest pulsar yet discovered by making things dimmer. The researchers put sunglasses on the CSIRO's Australian Square Kilometre Array Pathfinder, allowing only polarised light through. This allowed them to spot the unusual pulsar, which is 10 times brighter than any other detected outside the galaxy. So, Ellen, first things first, take us through it. What is a pulsar? It's essentially a type of star. It's a neutron star that's rotating very, very quickly, um, emitting light from both of its poles. So there's Mm -hmm. light kind of shooting out in two lines. The light is polarised, so that means you think about light waves, things moving up and down, they're moving in one specific direction. Mm -hmm. As the pulsar rotates, the beams of light can be seen from the earth, but they kind of flicker. So it's kind of like a lighthouse. If there's something going around, you're seeing light on and off as the pulsar is rotating. Yeah, I remember doing astronomy in first year and I actually found the lighthouse analogy very, very helpful when it came Mm -hmm. to exams. So there you go. All right, now, how do astronomers actually spot pulsars though, Ellen? Typically, they're looking for flickering light. So, you know, the light coming on and off and they can guess by the timing that it's probably a pulsar rotating. Mm -hmm. But pulsars which rotate too quickly or slowly can be missed by those by telescopes. So basically really unusual pulsars, things that are too fast, things that have unusual timing or in like a binary system, those sorts of pulsars don't always show up on ordinary telescope surveys. So there's some new technology on the Australian Square Kilometre Away Pathfinder Telescope, or ASGAP, which it and some other telescopes have that allow us to look for more unusual types of pulsars. Okay, so that's sort of fun. I've only actually heard of the Square Kilometre Array. What's cool about ASGAP? ASGAP's kind of the precursor to the Square Kilometre Array. Right. So... The SCAR, it's obviously on the way, a square kilometre of telescopes out in the West Australian desert around mm-hmm. Murchison. ASGAP's kind of one of the first parts of that, so it's just right. started operating, operated by the CSIRO. It's just started up and it's a really, really exciting thing. A lot of astronomers are getting in on the ground early. The, I think the scale of this thing is something that a lot of people don't understand, even if they've heard of the square kilometre array. ASGAP generates data at... 100 trillion bits per second. So that's faster than all of Australia's internet traffic. (laughs) It's like the amount of stuff that this Pathfinder, like this initial telescope is finding, is just extraordinary. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm. And one of the features ASCAP has, one of the things that you can build into it is it can filter for types of light. So it can filter out polarized light for in, or sorry filter light for a certain type of polarization so that's kind of essentially like putting on sunglasses yeah sort of for the same reason that if you have led screens in your car you shouldn't wear polarized sunglasses when you're driving the car but this is the good kind of polarization that lets us hone in on the correct kind of light rather than blocking our access to the speedometer 
Yeah, exactly. Unlike a pair of sunglasses, you can choose what type of polarization you're looking for with ASCAPs. So you could you can go for, you know, this type, that type, uh, I think circular polarization. There are different types of polarized light and ASCAP can filter out all of them, which is really cool. Yeah, wow. So what did the researchers find at ASCAP? So initially, an undergraduate student on the project actually spotted this weird anomaly in the telescope data. So a bunch of other researchers at the CSIRO followed up with a big sort of consistent survey from ASCAP um, using the sunglasses technique, filtering out all of this polarised light, and they found this pulsar. It's actually the brightest pulsar yet discovered. It's about 10 times brighter than the second brightest, so it's a massive difference. That is crazy. Yeah. So the reason they hadn't found it yet was it is in another galaxy, but it was kind of hidden by the Magellanic Cloud, so you couldn't see it compared to all of the closest stuff. Um, So once they sort of found this thing with ASCAP surveys, they followed it up to confirm the data with a South African telescope called the Meerkat, um, and that allowed them together to spot the pulsar and, and confirm that, yep, it's a pulsar, and yep, it's incredibly bright. There are two things I love here, Ellen. One, I have a question about Meerkat because it's a great name. Is this one of those fun science acronyms where they've turned a like a boring idea into a fun word? Do you know? Well, I don't really think space telescopes are ever considered that boring, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that is true. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. So the Meerkat radio telescope is also a precursor to the square kilometre array um, and it's being operated in South Africa. Okay. And the other thing that I really love about this, you said that initially an undergraduate spotted this anomaly in the telescope data. Mm-hmm. And that just reminds me of, I think it was, is it Jocelyn Bell Burnell who actually observed the first ever pulsar when she was a postdoc. And I think this was in the late sixties and her supervisor thought it was just nothing. And then it turns out it was actually something. And then they got a Nobel prize for it in the early seventies, but she wasn't on the list because she was a postdoc. Anyway, Amazing. Uh, Brilliant. Back, back to ASCAP. Are they expecting to find, obviously we've now been able to see this very, very bright pulsar. Are they ex- expecting to find more? Yeah, they they do hope to find more pulsars using this trick. They're also hoping to find even more unusual things than pulsars. So I spoke to Yuan Ming Wang, who was the lead researcher. She's a PhD candidate. So mm. pulsars just really love sticking out to early career researchers, I guess. Yeah. So she said that, yeah, they, they're going to be looking for more unusual pulsars. So pulsars that might be like part of a binary system, two pulsars rotating okay. around each other, or ones where the light scatters in a weird and unusual way. The other thing she pointed out, and this has actually already happened in other research, is that it can find some mystery objects as well. So we reported in October a similar trick from ASCAP using this polarisation sunglasses method. They Mm -hmm. found this weird radio transients coming from the galactic centre. They still don't actually know what that is, and they wouldn't have found it if it weren't for ASCAP's sunglasses trick. So it's exciting times. It is exciting, and I take everything back now about suggesting that any kind of telescope could be boring. That's amazing. Thank you, Ellen, and thank you to everyone for listening. Be sure to keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Daily. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia. From Listener and Cosmos Magazine comes Huh? Science Explained, a new weekly podcast answering all of life's questions, big and small, in just 10 minutes. Download the Listener app now and listen for free. 
listener.